Pastor Ben here. You picked a great day to be at Four Corners. Today we are celebrating the culmination of our small group semester. We have been for the last several weeks on a spiritual campaign where we have, many of us, been reading the Crazy Love book by Francis Chan. For a lot of us it really stretched us. Well today is so special because we're going to be celebrating a lot of what God did through that book. Now, if you read the book you know that Francis Chan challenges everybody to get outside of their box and serve their community. Here's how we talked about it several weeks ago. We said that especially at a time like Christmas, a lot of our hearts get fired up and we see the needs of the world so clearly. Sometimes it can be a little overwhelming. And so what we talked about practically was this principle. What if, instead of being overwhelmed by all that could be done and doing nothing, what if instead we did for one what we wish we could do for all? Many of our small groups got together and they pooled their time and energy and resources and they served someone practically. That is, they looked at all the needs represented in their group and maybe all the needs around their community and they chose one project to give real effort in the name of Jesus towards. And they made practical difference. You're going to hear some of those stories today, see some of the stats. I just want you to know that God is at work and this principle of do for the one what you wish you could do for the many is a principle that can sustain your heart for a long time. Listen, don't get overwhelmed by all the challenges going on in our world. Instead, lean into the very opportunities that God has put right in front of you. Take one step and then later take another and what you'll find is you'll move closer and closer to God. I want you to join with me today in celebrating what God's been doing in and through our congregation. It's a great day. morning men's group and we meet 6 a.m. Friday morning at Bob Evans on Tylersville Road. I think we've been meeting for at least the past five years so I think that pretty much makes us the longest running uh, life group at Four Corners. Um, past couple sessions Justin Swartwell and I have been leading the group and we uh, do different books, books of the Bible, books to, to challenge ourselves as husbands and fathers and uh, this time with church, uh, kind of the call went out that we're going to do a Crazy Love series. So we thought that would be a great opportunity to dig into that book. We hadn't read any of uh, Francis Chan's stuff before, but he was on our list of, of authors who were looking to dig into. So uh, we jumped in with both feet. So we heard the call went out that every Crazy Love life group was going to do a serve and find a way to bless somebody and really put what we are learning in the book into action. And so, you know, we, we spent some time um, as a group talking about what, what we could do and you know, we're, uh, a lot of us have lots of little kids, so we're, uh, we're pressed for time. What we thought we really wanted to do is we wanted to, to serve our server. So I want to tell you a little bit about Rich. I think we, Rich has been our server for the past at least three years or so, and Rich is just great. You know, we meet kind of every other week basis, and he's got everything set up and ready for us. Probably about six or eight weeks ago, um, you know, we went on a Friday morning, kind of as usual, and Rich wasn't there. So, you know, the manager took care of us, and that, that, was, that was good and fine. But when we asked what had happened uh, with Rich, um, I guess he was having some car troubles that day. So, as we were, you know, thinking back to that, you know, Michael Halpin had the idea of, like, why don't we serve our server? And that's what we decided to do. 
what we decided to do was we were going to give him an extra big tip. So we were all going to gather some extra money and bring it the following time. So we, we got him a card, we pulled all our money together, and you know, we finished up our breakfast and finished up our discussion as we were just kind of passing out the bills for the day. And uh, you know, we presented him the card and just wanted to know how much we appreciated him and you know, the time that he spent with us each week over all these years. And uh, so it was great. He opened the card, you know, saw the extra large tip that we'd given him, and you know, saw how much he really appreciated it. He said, like, if you don't mind, can I tell you a story? And um, sure. And he was telling that, you know, the, that those weeks earlier, he had been having some car troubles. And you know, to get that fixed, put him $500 in the hole. So he wasn't quite sure what he was going to do about it. And he was at work, um, you know, serving his customers as usual. Kind of clear out of the blue, one of his non-regular customers came up and gave him a $500 tip. So how cool was that, that before we were even, had known that we were gonna serve him, that God was already starting to work um, and, and bless Rich and, and for him, and that you know we could help build that and give him a double blessing and show the crazy love of Jesus to him. And I think the coolest part is you know when we were all done, you know, we said, you know, you know, I know what you guys are talking about every week, and if I wasn't working here Friday mornings, I'd be at the table talking with you guys. This last fall, um, I came into contact with a woman um, who I met through a friend of mine from Four Corners, and um, this friend from Four Corners asked if I could do a um, photo shoot um, for her little boy. Um, so she told me a little bit about her family, and this this woman has five children. Um, two of them have special needs, and then the youngest, who is 10 months old, was just diagnosed with a brain tumor, and she had mentioned to this friend of mine how much she would really like to have pictures of her little guy before all of his hair fell out from the chemo. Um, so of course I volunteered to do the pictures and uh, met this woman and that's, that's how we got into um, this relationship with this woman. We started our Crazy Love small group. Um, so nine of us from church have been meeting every other Wednesday morning to talk about the Crazy Love book. And we've been hearing the Crazy Love sermons from Pastor Ben every week. And um, just really, the thing that was really impressed on my heart that Matt Johnson said um, was to do for the one what we wish we could do for the many. Um, so as we were trying to decide what to do for our serve project um, that was uh, introduced to us, we were really having a hard time trying to narrow it down and trying to figure out what to do because there were so many great options out there that we could do but we kept coming back to do for the one what we wish we could do for the many and so I had mentioned this woman to um, the group and as a group of moms our hearts just broke for her and so this is what we decided to do was just reach out to this woman and show her God's crazy love since we couldn't do it for the many we chose the one.
We decided to make some meals, um, so we've been taking her meals on Mondays and Wednesdays um, because her youngest has the chemo on Mondays, and he's pretty sick through the week, and so we thought that might be a way that she would not have to worry about feeding dinner to her kids, and she could focus more on her children during that time. Um, we also decided to get some gift cards together and just bless their family, um, so we scrounged up money and um, collected things, and God stretched every dollar that we had, and we were able just to get a ton of stuff which blows my mind and and it blew hers as well um, so we got her some earrings um, that were handmade and we also got her a Bible um, we were able to provide her with another photo shoot so that she can have pictures of all of her kids um, not just the baby and we also were able to get her a Kroger gift card for $225 and we got her a Graders gift card for um, $25 a La Rosa's gift card for $25 and then we thought she would really enjoy it day at the spa and so we were able to get her a um, gift card to Mitchell's for a hundred dollars um, so the and we also got her McDonald's gift cards for thirty dollars forgot about that um, so combined the value of everything that we were able to give her was um, six hundred eighty dollars um, so very very awesome so I gave it to her and she took it home with her I said be careful don't lose it because we knew there was a lot of stuff in there um, and she left uh, with not knowing how she was going to respond to it. Um, so when she got here on Saturday morning, she walked in the door and she gave me a big hug, um, but didn't say a word about anything. And I gave her her coat and she gave me another hug. And, um, you know, and then we were walking out the door and when we got to the door, she gave me another hug. Um, felt a little awkward to me, um, but still no words, nothing about what we had given her. And I still had no idea what um, her response was to it, but could tell that I feel like God was just really working on her heart um, and just moving in her at the time. As she was walking out the door, she got halfway down the uh, sidewalk and she turned around and she said, you know... I think you might quite possibly be an angel. And I said, I'm quite certain that I am not. Um, and she said, really, she said, I, I don't really know what I'm thinking right now. Um, she said, but I'm very happy that I've met you. So she got in her car and she drove away. Um, and I didn't hear anything still for another couple of days when she finally sent me an email. And she said, I just have to say thank you. Um, she said, I, I don't think that those words are adequate enough for what I'm really feeling. She said, but I really can't think of any other words than just thank you. And in our previous conversation, I had invited her to a brunch that we we're going to be having for our small group um, next week. And at the time, I had invited her to come, and she was not really sure if she wanted to come or not. Um, and kind of got the feeling myself that she probably would not come. But at the end of this email, she asked if she could come. Um, so she's going to be coming next week to our brunch, and we're really excited about it. And we're really excited about what God is doing in her heart and in her life. And we're just excited that we can show her the crazy love that God has for her. Um, as she's going through just such a crazy time and um, we're just really excited about it. Hey, good morning, Four Corners. My name's Matt. I'm one of the pastors here on staff. I'm the adult ministries pastor. You picked a great day to be here. This is week four in our sermon series called Hope as we look through the Christmas holidays. And Pastor Ben's been up in the past few weeks and he's delivered some awesome messages about the real 
practical hope of Jesus this holiday season. It's not that pie in the sky, wish upon a star type of hope that sometimes we have. It's real here and now hope that Jesus can change our lives where we need it the most because God sent his son to this earth and that makes a difference. And because of that, we can have hope. Today we're going to celebrate what we are calling Hope Delivered. And we're going to look at what it looked like for us as a church to take the hope that we've been inspired with and to share that tangibly as the hands and feet of Jesus in our community. We embarked on something called a spiritual campaign about four months ago as a church. When we launched our fall semester small groups, we came to you and said, hey, we want everybody to sign up for a Crazy Love Life Group. I think there were like 26 of them listed in the Life Group catalog. So you had every opportunity possible to get in, and a ton of you guys did. Pastor Ben and I came up a little bit later because we knew that as people were going to work through Crazy Love, the book by Francis Chan, we would get to a spot where Francis Chan would challenge you as the reader to really practically apply everything that you've been learning and take the faith that you talk about in that book, put hands and feet on it and go actually make a difference with it in your community. So we talked about it in the office and as a staff and Pastor Ben and I came up and presented you with this idea that we wanted to do a Crazy Love Serve Week. And so in mid-November, all the small groups were challenged to set aside a week and pick a service project and carry it out. We challenged you with this thought. Pastor Ben mentioned it already. We challenge you to do for one what you wish you could do for the many. And it's amazing the results that have come back. I've heard from people that have been in small groups about how much they've grown over this semester, how much God has worked in their own lives, but more importantly, uh, and more cool, how God has worked through that small group to impact the community around them. There's going to be some stats up on the screen. I want you to get an idea of the amazing things that were done in the name of four, excuse me, in the name of Jesus, by four corners people over this week. Take a look at a couple of these. The first one that's coming up here. It was the total amount of money that was given by people that were involved in Crazy Love Serves, just under three thousand dollars. I want you to get a tangible idea of what that looks like. That's just under twenty-four weeks groceries for the average American household. That much money was donated, and when you start to think of it tangibly and the money that you actually bring in and put out as a family, you realize just how much money that really is. Let's take a look at the next slide. This is the number of hours that were served, 418. That's like having one person serve for 17 and a half days straight. That's a lot of time that you gave to this project. The the next one is really cool. Will will love this. 151 adults volunteered, which is the equivalent to all of the starters in the NBA. Apparently, Will's the only guy that cares about the NBA right now. Um, When the playoffs start, the rest of you will care, but until then, we'll just let Will cheer for them. Um, That's a lot of people. That is a lot of people that tangibly and practically served. And the next one, this one blows me away. Take a look at this last slide. 617 people were served. That's 123 and a half average American households of a five-family, five-person family. That's a lot of people. That blows me away because every single little face that you see there has a name. Those are real people that we've touched and impacted through this serving opportunity. We know that the needs around us can be overwhelming. We know that it can be really easy to see the needs around us and we panic and we don't do anything. 
Or we get this idea that, well, when we get enough money and enough time and people gathered up, we'll take care of it all at once and we never end up doing anything. But God calls us to act as you see it, as you're available, as you have the means to take care of it, to do for one what you wish you could do for the many. And so I want to take a look at this because I I think that we can lose this principle really quickly. We can hear it and think, yeah, that's kind of cool, but how does that really apply to me? What if this Serve Project Week was the beginning of a life change for you? What if it was the beginning of you starting to live out this principle in your life? What if it was the beginning of us as a church intertwining this principle in our DNA in a way that we cared for people on a regular basis as we saw needs? So you ask the question, did we really change Cincinnati with this serve? Maybe not. But I bet if you ask those 617 people, their lives are changed. What if we did this next year and 300 of you served and 1,200 people were reached? The multiplication could go on and on. This has impact far beyond just what we did. It has the, cha- the opportunity to change our lives as a church and to change the lives of northern Cincinnati as we apply this principle. Do for one as you wish you could do for the many. Let me share with you some of the serve projects that happened this week. This is awesome stuff. Some of the serve projects that happened... Gift bags were given to people that were going through chemotherapy for cancer. As you heard from Kim and some of the other groups, hundreds of dollars of gift cards, food, and clothing were donated to families that were in need. Groups spent hours hanging out with local disabled kids to help them celebrate Christmas. Food and clothes were sorted for a local food bank. Houses, excuse me, hours were given cleaning and doing manual labor for a local women's shelter. The stories go on and on and on. You, as a church, took the call to serve, and you stepped up, and you did it amazingly well. What I love is that the needs that you reached were needs that were tangible right in front of you, and somebody in your group saw it and said, hey, we can take care of that. We can show love extravagantly in this situation. We can meet needs practically in this situation. We can humble ourselves enough to serve. Ultimately, they said, we can be Jesus in this situation. And so you did that. Four Corners Church, I want you to hear this loud and clear. We're really, really proud of you guys. You guys did awesome. What I love so much about this Serve Week, though, is that 600 people, over 600, were cared for by people that call this church their home. Over 150 of you gave of your time, your energy, your efforts, and your money to make this happen. Over $3,000, excuse me, just under $3,000 was given. That's a lot of money. But hear this. Don't miss this. I love all that stuff. That stuff's really cool. But what I love the most is that as you served, your heart was softened. As you served, you grew in a relationship with Jesus. As you served, you became more like him. As you served, you became a little bit more of the you that you were created to be. A guy named Paul that wrote a lot of the books in the New Testament, and one of his books called Ephesians puts it this way, as he talks about the way that God created us as human beings. He said, We are God's masterpiece, 
He has created us anew in Christ Jesus so that we can do the good things that he planned for us long ago. Did you know that you were created? Get that. You were created. You were knit together exactly the way that you are right now for a purpose. To do good things. To do some amazing things. You were created to do things in this world, good things, that have the possibility to have an eternal impact on many of the people that you come into contact with on a day-to-day basis. You were created to serve. What I love about it, though, is that as you serve, some cool things happen for other people and they get to hear about Jesus, but you change. You become different. As you serve, as you put those talents and abilities and your personality and your skills and all of the things that God kind of bundled together when he said, I want to make you, as you put those to work serving, you become a little bit more of the person that God had in mind when he thought of you for the first time. And that's really cool. In the New Testament, as Jesus talks about what it looks like to follow him, Time after time after time. Jesus says, if you want to follow me, you got to serve. If you want to follow me, you got to humble yourself, put others above you, and take care of them. Now let me, let me just make this clear. Nowhere in the Bible does Jesus say that by serving and doing good things that that's going to get you to heaven. He doesn't say that. He doesn't say that serving is going to be easy He doesn't say that serving is going to be your default setting that you're always going to do. He doesn't say that serving is going to be like the sexy, cool, attractive thing to do as a church member. But he says to do it. He says to do it. As you serve, what you do is not going to get you to heaven. It won't. But as you serve you can bring a little bit of heaven here. A little bit more of the presence of God to the world around you in a way that it makes a difference. And ultimately, a little bit more of the presence of God in you. We challenge you with this thought. Do for one what you wish you could do for the many. And you took that challenge and you ran with it and did some really cool, amazing serving projects in the name of Jesus. And as only God can do, he took the time that you gave, the energy, the efforts, all of those things in your service and multiplied it out. And through your service in amazing ways that only God's capable of, your service was multiplied and in doing so, the many were changed. Here's the secret though. I think that change started in you. Would you pray with me? God, thanks for an opportunity to celebrate the ways that you work in our church, the ways that you have called us to serve, and the amazing stories that have come back. Uh, Your word does not go out void as we have gone out and done the things that you call us to do, God. Thank you for blessing those efforts and those opportunities, and I pray that we would continue to see fruit as you work in our lives. It's in Christ's name we pray. Amen. Hey, I'm going to invite a friend of mine named Bethany Lynn up on stage. If you guys want to give Bethany a hand. (laughs) 
as we were talking about this idea of serving, nobody came to mind more than Bethany as a primary example of what it looks like to be somebody that gets serving. And so I wanted to chat with Bethany just a little bit here. Most of you guys know that a couple years ago, Bethany started a ministry here at Four Corners called the Washington Project. I bet that most of you have interacted with that ministry in some way. What I love is that as Bethany shared her heart with the staff and Washington Project got up off the ground, what it really did was make serving accessible to us as a church. It made it something that was graspable, if that's even a word. We'll go with it. Um, In a way that we got it and we could do it and it was tangible and we understood what it looked like to serve and we could go out and do it on a regular basis. So I've asked Bethany to come up here and join me on stage. I'd love for her just to share a couple of stories about her time leading this ministry and how she's seen serving impact the people that we serve and it's impacted the people that serve and it's impacted us as a church. So, Bethany, if you would, just share with us a minute here. What's been your favorite story about serving with Washington Project? That's a really hard question. If you could, <laughs> if you could take like 125 serves and narrow it to one story, what would it be? Um, I'm going to cheat and I'm going to say all of One Way Farm because okay. we went there every month um, and we served the boys one month and the girls the other month. And it was amazing to see the men and women of Four Corners and the students just really begin to develop that relationship and, and faithfully and obediently serve and show these kids that we're going to show up when we say we're going to show up and do what we say we're going to do. And um, there was one... Uh, one girl there in particular who had been raised mostly by her grandparents and she told us after we'd been serving there about a year that her grandfather had passed away. And she was really sad because, um, in her words, through some actions of her own that were bad choices, she was not going to be allowed to leave the campus to go to the grandpa's funeral. Wow. And so she was really, you know, really very sad about it because she's like, I'm never going to see him again and he meant so much to me. And and she talked about him as a believer. And so we were, we were able, after o- over a year of investing in her, to very clearly um, explain to her the, the gospel that if, if she chooses to follow Jesus, then she will see her grandpa again in eternity and, and talk to her about the eternal difference that a relationship with Christ will bring to you. And that's, you know, it, it like you said, it's not always easy and fun, but it was a year of investing in her and, and able to have that conversation. So that was probably one of my favorite moments. And wow, that's really cool. You're, we're going to hear a little bit more about One Way Farms here in just a minute from another group that went there to serve. So you'll ke- be able to connect some of those dots as you see this next testimony video. Bethany, I want you to just kind of tie some things together for me here. How have you seen serving affect not the people that we serve, but the people from our church that actually go and do the serving? Well, like you said, Washington Project made things, uh, made serving more accessible to people because it was every single Sunday in some way we were serving in the community. And so, um, a lot of people that were maybe reluctant to serve or a little uncomfortable with it still felt that, that God was asking them to serve. So they took bold steps and they stepped out and they served. And, and even though they were uncomfortable, just the act of stepping out to serve faithfully softened their heart towards God and, and opened them to, to what um, you know, God was kind of prompting them to do. You know, we had a, another one at One Way Farm. We, the men would go and they'd play um, football and, and soccer with these boys because you know, they didn't have dads and brothers and uncles and things like that with them all the time to do these things and it was just football and soccer but at the same time it allowed these guys to see the way that that godly men acted and behaved and it was it was amazing and um, a lot of dads would take their sons with them to serve and we had one um, teenager they were playing football and and one of the boys had like loafers or some kind of non- footballing shoe. I don't yeah. know anything about football. Loafers would fit yeah. that bill. <laughs> and, uh, and so 
uh, he felt like God was saying, you know, you have, you have shoes. He doesn't have shoes to play football. Why don't you give him your shoes? So he went and talked to his dad, and then he acted immediately. And so that's kind of the big thing is that people that, that didn't really know what to do were able to serve in a way that, that allowed them during the serve to be open to God telling them, here's how you should act. And he took his shoes off, and he gave it to her right then. Wow. Not at the end of the game when he was going to be more comfortable in shoes. Not at, you know, not, at, not at the end of the serve. Not a week later when he could go buy more shoes for himself. He gave it to it right yeah. away. Man, I wish I responded to God I know. that quickly. <laughs> Me too. <laughs> well, hey, Bethany, I think that as we look back in the life of our short life of the church in seven years, and as we move forward, you're going to be remembered. Not that you're like dying or going anywhere, but you're, you're going to be remembered. Yeah, I know. That's a, that's a relief, huh? Um, you're going to be remembered for a legacy of making serving accessible, tangible, and able to be successful here at Four Corners. And we want to thank you for that. Um, what you have done in starting this ministry and making this something that we can do as a church has been amazing in softening all of our hearts to serving and outreach in a way that we get it. And so we want to say thank you. We actually know that you're a reader. We've talked to some of your family. And so, yeah, awesome. that's what happens when you have family that comes to church. We talk to them. Um, so we would like to give you an Amazon gift card as a way just to say thank, thank you. you for all of your time. Would you guys give Bethany a round? Thank you. Thanks. Thanks. Hey, Bethany has done an amazing job leading Washington Project over the last few years. Some of you know this, some of you don't. This past Sunday, the 11th, was the very last Washington Project serve that we will ever do as a church. It's been an amazing run of a ministry, and we feel like as Bethany has chosen to step away from leading that ministry to find something else here at the church uh, to do, it's a great opportunity for us to step back figure out what God wants us to do in the areas of serving and outreach and come forward with a new plan. So I'm really excited for next year. Beginning January 1st, we're going to start sharing with you some of the information about what the new serving and outreach ministry at Four Corners will look like. I'm really excited. I feel like God has given us a foundation of a heart for serving through people like Bethany that we are only going to build on and our vision is bigger than ever before. So I'm excited to share that with you in the coming year. Hey, do me a favor if you would. Grab your Connect cards. Let's take a couple next bold steps together. At the end of every service as we talk through things and as we look at Scripture and as we're challenged by God to move forward, we like to take next bold steps. It's our way of of taking what we learn and giving an instant application to it so that we don't leave and just go, yeah, that was a cool message. I'll figure out what to do with it eventually. We want you to have something that you can do right here, right now, to move forward in your relationship with Jesus. The first one is one that's just part of our DNA as a church. It's, I want to accept Jesus as my Lord and Savior for the first time. Maybe you heard about Jesus in a different light today as somebody that wants to love people extravagantly, as someone who wants to meet needs practically, as someone who wants to come into your life and take care of the things that you have that are struggles. Jesus can do that for you in a way that none of us can. As much as we want to be the hands and feet of Jesus, he can help you and you can have hope this holiday season in a way that is amazing and life-changing right here and now. If you want to take that next step, mark A, and we'll be in touch with you this week to help you through that process. 
If you'd like to get baptized, we'll be having baptism sometime in February. That's a great next step for you if you've taken a decision to follow Jesus and you want to make that a public declaration by getting baptized. We have baptism Sundays around here about once every other month. They're one of the coolest Sundays we have. If you want to be baptized, it's a great opportunity to take that next step. Uh, Next step C is going to be up here on the screen behind me. This coming Friday is Christmas Eve Eve. The 23rd, that would make sense, Eve, Eve. We would love for you guys to come. It is one of the coolest Sundays that we have as a church. It's going to be at the underground. And so you can mark next bold step C. I'll invite a friend to come with me and I'm going to attend Christmas Eve, Eve service. Next bold step D is, is one that is close to my heart that I love. Um, it's, I will find a way to do for one what my heart is for everyone this holiday season. We don't want you in the middle of celebrating all that God's done in our lives and the ways that we go out of our way to give gifts and recognize people to take this principle and do for one what you wish you could do for the many this holiday season. It's not too late to see a need around you and meet it in a practical way in the name of Jesus this holiday. Next bold step E. I want to get more information about leading a serving small group next semester. We feel like this is the first step in the direction of making this process and this principle an intentional part of what we do as a church. And so the next step for us is starting to develop small groups that do serving projects throughout each semester. If you'd be interested in leading one of those, we'd love for you to mark this box and we'll send you some more information and open up a dialogue with you about what that could look like in your life. Hey, we have one more uh, testimony video uh, about One Way Farms. I think you're going to love it. Turn your eyes to the screen. We're members of the Crazy Love Group that met at Book Bums on Tuesday nights at 7.30. And it has been a truly amazing group of people to get to know. We've had a phenomenal time uh, reading the book, discussing the book, um, and, and just spending time trying to figure out what, what God has in store for us. So in our um, Crazy Love group, we heard that everyone was going to do a serve project. And um, Doug had already gotten the ball rolling on a serve project through um, One Way Farm. He started serving there some through Washington Project. And so we brought that idea to the group and everybody just really liked it all. The people in our group mainly had kids around that age or a little bit older, so it was something we could all relate to. And we just started brainstorming ideas of the types of things we could do with the kids when we got there. One Way Farm is in Fairfield, and it is a facility, it's actually several homes for abandoned, abused, and neglected children uh, that was set up in 1976 by a woman actually in her home. And there are 10, at any given time, there are 10 young women and 10 young men that uh, call that home. They have home, uh, they have house parents that uh, watch over them 24 hours a day. And they get medical attention, they get psychological help, as well as um, supportive, just supportive care in general. So as a group, we spent some time uh, thinking through ideas and what we could do with the kids. For the guys, uh, I had already started that process, and um, I been on the number of serves at One Way Farm with, with Charlie McCurry and, and another group of, of men. Uh, and the boys absolutely love sports. Uh, they had a small basketball court behind their house. And every time we would go, they'd want to play basketball. And 
the basket they had was uh, sitting at about a 45 degree angle, it was broken down, yet they would sit out and shoot baskets for the entire time. So we had a great idea of putting a real basketball hoop out there for them. And so we put that, we, we ordered a basketball hoop, we had the, uh, the concrete set, and we went out and put up the basketball hoop with them uh, on, on the Saturday before Thanksgiving. And with the girls, we talked about several ideas. We wanted something that maybe they could keep and have a memory of from the project. And so we did uh, beads, we made bracelets, and um, they really seemed to enjoy that. And then um, we also made cornbread, and applesauce and uh, just cook some with them and they really enjoyed the cooking in fact they've asked us to come back and uh, make Christmas cookies with them as well. Our whole group came out of that serve uh, with a very open heart for this. Um, they've already planned to go back. We have a small group, we have a small group of one-way farm starting in January that people are already going to get involved with and, and I think everybody just just really it's almost indescribable how everyone felt leaving, leaving that day.